the book of Romans, chapter 8, and we're going to read verse 1. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Paul wrote this epistle, this letter. Yeah, he wrote this to the generally to the churches that were in Rome at the time. Mm-hmm. And when you read the Word of God, it's important to learn how to, as as, as theologians would call, write to how to rightly divide the Word of God. Because if you if you read a, a verse like this out of context, you can go totally down the wrong road. So you need to read in context. And to get the, to understand the context of Romans 8 verse 1, it is ideal to read the chapter of Romans 7. So if you were to read the previous chapter, you'd get an idea where Paul was going and what he was arguing about and what he was laying out before the readers, and then you would understand why the Apostle Paul could boldly make such a claim that there is now no condemnation. Yes, there is no condemnation at all to them which are in Christ Jesus. That's a very bold claim to make. But when you read um, Romans chapter 7, Paul is untangling the whole presence of sin and, and the argument of sin. He deals with three areas in chapter 7. He deals with indwelling sin, so that's sin that is inside of men. He deals with um, the law. He deals with the law, which, you know, was like the Ten Commandments, and you had about 630 other um, commandments of Moses which were added on to that. And he deals with the struggle of the two natures within a a, a born-again Christian, the nature of the flesh and the nature of the spirit. And that's why he says here in verse, um, uh, verse 1, he says, There is no condemnation to them, which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, when he was looking in Romans chapter 7, Paul was laying out before all of the church the issue of sin. What sin is, where sin comes from, and how God has dealt with sin. How God God has dealt with sin for us as Christians. And in Romans 7, verses 1 and 2, it reads, Know you not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. Yeah? Know you not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, 
how that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. So what he's saying here is that, you know, the Ten Commandments have dominion, they have rulership, mm. governorship over a man, or dominion, he used the word, over a man or woman as long as they live. Mm. Amen? Amen. Praise be to God. A man that is in the grave, you can't tell a man that is in the grave that he must no longer cover. You can't tell a man that is in, in, in the grave, yeah, that he mustn't commit adultery because he's, he's past that point. So that's what Paul is saying, is that the, the law of Moses and that only had dominion over men as long as they lived. And then he went to another laws in the six, out of the 630 laws that were with the tribe of Israel, there was another law which said that the woman which has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. <clears throat> and for us as well, this is the same. And even for a man to his wife, uh, 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 the, he's using the woman to the husband here. It says she is bound to the husband by the law as long as he lives. But if the husband is dead, she is loosed mm. from the law of her husband. Mm-hmm. And the same goes vice versa. A husband is bound by the law to his wife. But if his wife be dead, he is now loose from that law to her, his wife. Mm. Amen. So what Paul was arguing is that the Christian is, has been loosed from the law of sin and death because the Christian is born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Christian is a new creature from the moment you're born again. You are a new creature before God. You are a new person before mm. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he said that's why a, a Christian must accept and proclaim mm. that there is no longer no condemnation on them. Huh? There is no condemnation on them which are in Christ Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. Because the flesh... Amen. The flesh, which he talks, uh, talks about in the second part of verse 1, the flesh brings its burdens. The flesh brings sin. The, pres- the flesh brings issues and pressures and complications into life. And that's why he's saying in the verse that we must walk after the Spirit. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And this Amen. is the focus of my message today. After mm. the spirit, the topic mm. is after the spirit, and I'm going to break down the issues with the flesh and how you, as a Christian, can walk after the spirit. Hallelujah! Praise be to God. And I'm going to have three points to to raise today. The sh- first point is the struggle within. The mm. second point is the struggle without, and the third point is walking after the spirit. Amen. So what Paul first brought to light 
was that there was a struggle within. Mm-hmm. And that's what the law highlights. Mm-hmm. That's what the law does. The law brings to awareness of sin. Yeah? The law sheds light on what sin is. Mm-hmm. If there was no law ever, if there was no law, men wouldn't know that God disapproves of these particular sins. Mm. Amen. If there was no law, yeah, there are some religions out there where it's actually encouraged in the name of their religion to steal or to lie. Mm. Yeah, but if the, but the law of God says though these things are wrong to mm. do. Yeah, and this is what brings in sin, yeah. and sin is what separates men from God. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise God. That's why, whilst men are in the state of sin, they are blind. Mm. The blindness of the wicked one is upon them. The wrath of God remains on them. Mm -hmm. Now, some people may turn around and say to you that, oh, I haven't murdered. Oh, I haven't stolen anything. I'm good. Well, you know, sorry. But sin, according to the scripture, is twofold. Mm. Hmm? Sin is twofold. Sin is an act and sin is a condition, saints. Sin is an act because sin is the things that we say and we do. Mm? The things we say and do in when we're alone, when we think no one can see. The things we've done in the past were still sins. Praise be to God. Mm. That, so sin is an act, but sin is also a condition. Mm? Sin is also a condition because mm. the Bible says, all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Praise Amen. be to God. Amen. All men have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I remember once I was after service, I went to a supermarket on my way home. And I met a friend of mine who I remember from school days. And I haven't seen this brother for maybe 20 or 30 years now. Mm. And I saw him, and he was wearing this long kaftan, which is the Muslim clothes, and he had the big bed and everything. And it's obvious that he, he went to Islam. And so he saw me, and I had the cross on my uh, blazer. So he, was, he came to me, and he started talking, and he was saying to me... Um, Oh, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? I said to him, yes, I'm a minister, and I'm this and that. So we started talking, yeah? And he was saying about how, you know, Islam gives him peace, Islam gives him this and that. And I said to him, I said to him, look, I'm not an apologist. I'm not one of those guys that, you know, would always stand out on the speaker's corner and argue. But I can tell you for a fact, yeah, if 
you was surpassed tonight or yesterday, do you know where your soul will go? And you know what he said to me? He said, no. He said, no. And I said to him, well, I do. Mm. Hallelujah. I said, I do. Yes. yes. And, so, and so I said to him, because what it is, he and all of those outside of Christ don't believe that they have sinned. Mm-hmm. They think that because they haven't murdered, because they haven't killed people, then they're good. Then they're good. Mm-hmm. So if they could go before God and say to a righteous God, well, you know, I've given, I give to a charity every every month. That's enough. Mm-hmm. But before God, even the the presence of men is is sinful and cannot come in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Without the blood of Jesus, Hallelujah. Amen. And then I said to him, "You know King David," and he said, "Yes." And I said, "King David said in Psalm 51, I was born in born sin, sin and shaped in iniquity.' Yes, yes. I said that to him, and his yes. mouth went wide open because the Muslims highly regard King David as a prophet. Mm-hmm. I said, go to your Quran or whatever. And look, King David said, I was born in sin and shapen in iniquity. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. So this is why men have that struggle within. Mm-hmm. Amen. This Amen. is why men have that struggle within. It's because of, this, because of sin. Yes. Yes. And in, in the word, in the word today, in Romans chapter 8, Paul said that when you have this no condemnation, you must walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. And too many Christians are walking by the flesh. And when you walk by the flesh, you're limited. Mm. When you walk by the flesh, you're just going by your might and your strength, your head knowledge Mm -hmm. to deal with situations. And you will find that these situations within you will continue to pull you back and drain your resources and give you sleepless nights. Because these conditions are within you, and you have yet to put this struggle within before the one true living God. Hallelujah. Amen. And for God to break that chain of that condition that is within you. Hmm? Praise be to God. Amen. Uh, David himself even said. Uh, creating me a clean heart yes, and renew a right spirit within me, my Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise be to God. So the struggle within is very real. Mm. And to be perfectly honest, for many saints, for most of us, we may never completely overcome in our lifetime all of our struggles within. Some struggles may 
be controlled, restrained, limited. And what do I mean, Pastor, by struggles? Like some people, their struggle within could be in their personality. For some people, it could be um, they're always quick to anger, mm-hmm. very short-tempered, mm-hmm. very intolerant. And the devil uses that to cause hurt and friction and discord in their relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you'll find some people, that they will say things or fly off the mouth. They will say things, do things, and cause hurt. And then mm-hmm. afterwards they'll be really repentful of mm-hmm. the hurt that they have done. That is an indication of the struggle within. Mm-hmm. Because these things grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I want to show you that, you know, you have <clears throat> the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit in you from the moment that you were saved. Amen. But you still have the flesh that mm-hmm. you were born with. Amen. Mm-hmm. And so for a Christian to reach their fullest potential, they need to discipline that that's fleshly nature. Yeah. They need, you need to be aware of it. Mm. You know, there's a saying out there that a, once a problem is recognized, the battle's already half won. Yeah, I'm sure I didn't say it correctly, but what it means is that it's when you don't know you have a problem when you get overcome by it. But mm. once you know this is a problem, you know, in my life. This is a problem that I personally have been struggling with. Mm-hmm. Once you can acknowledge that before God, half the, the battle is already won. Thank you, Lord. Because now you recognize that there is a struggle within. There is a struggle with the flesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you recognize that, Lord, there is some things in my life that I need you to help me to get mm-hmm. rid of. Hallelujah. I need you to help me to totally master and expel from my life. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. So that's the struggle within that Paul was talking about. But when you're walking, trying to walk after the Spirit, there's also a struggle without. So you have internal pressures and there are external forces at play trying to affect the Christian's potential. Mm. Now, the Christian walk, the Christian walk is not on a straight trajectory. The Christian walk, if I was to use an illustration, it's more like, you know, when you used to go to the fun fair, yeah, and you see some of these rides which go up and down and up and down and up and down. You remember those rides? Yeah. 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 Used to go on them and people would be screaming and shouting. <laughs> Yeah, you go yeah. up and down and it's up and that, that is really, that is a better reflection of the Christian walk. You're going to have periods where everything's going to be just going for you. You're going to have periods where it's all plain sailing. But then, out of nowhere, you're going to have periods where the enemy's just going to come in like a flood. Yeah. Hmm? And that's the time when, you know, if you're, you're serious in the Lord, you have to just lift up that standard against the enemy. Yes. As, the, as the psalmist said, when the enemy comes in like a 
the flood. The, I lift up the Lord as a standard. Jehovah mm -hmm. our banner. You lift up the Lord as a standard against the enemy. Mm -hmm. The Christian walk, because God, when he calls you, he knows who he made you to be. Yes. Amen. You believe that? Amen. Yes. yes. Do you believe that God has called you for a purpose? Yes. Yes, God has called you for a purpose. God knows what he made you to be. Yeah? He said to Jeremiah, before you was formed, even in your mother's womb, I knew you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. So God knows who you are and who your, what your potential is. Very it's sure. only that when a Christian is in walking after the flesh, the Christian is blinded and doesn't know yet and hasn't yet to really realize what potential of God has in their life. Mm. Because you're going to have struggles without. You're going to have struggles from other saints. You're going to have struggles from jealous people. You're yeah. going to have struggles and resistance from other churches even, other faiths, other religions. And obviously, the main area of our warfare is in the spiritual, the supernatural. You're going yeah. to have struggles against Satan himself yeah. once you are walking in the light. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Amen. his yeah. holy name. So the Christian walk isn't a straight trajectory like sometimes people market it to be. Just come to the Lord and everything's going to be roses and it's going to be smooth and all work out fine. Sometimes... <clears throat> It could be for some individuals, but I've noticed when you look in the Word of God and you look in the lives of many of like what they were called the generals of the church, generals of faith, men and women who God really used in mighty ways, when you read into their lives, their lives were never straightforward. Their lives were often plagued with difficulties and challenges and heartbreak, but they never lost their faith, and they never walk by the flesh. Amen? Amen. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, when you're, when you're called, look at King David for an example. When you are called by God, God knows where he wants to position you, where he wants to send you. Amen. Yeah? But, but the enemy will start straight away to try and frustrate and to counsel God's potential in your life. Mm -hmm. A good example of this is in the first and second Samuel with the life of King David. Now, when King David was anointed by the prophet of God, Samuel, to be the king of Israel, yeah, it took David 15 years, 15 years of running 15 years of being chased, 15 years of being hounded, 15 mm -hmm. years of warfare, mm -hmm. 15 years of false accusation, 15 years of hiding in caves and forests mm -hmm. before he was anointed and before he sat as the king of Judah, which mm -hmm. is the smallest tribe out of the 12th tribe, so he was, he was king of just one twelfth of the nation. And then it took another seven years 
before Israel as a whole, all the tribes of Israel came under King David as their king. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So in total, it from it took David from the moment Samuel anointed him king of Israel. <clears throat> it took twenty two years of trouble and strife, loss, heartbreak, tears, fear, madness even with David's case. Eh? Before the word of God came to pass. Mm-hmm. So when you are a Christian and you are living and working for God, you're going to have struggles outside. Mm? And that's why it's important to walk after the spirit and yes. not by the flesh. Yes. Because if you walk by the flesh, you will give up. Mm? If you walk by the flesh, you're going to say, boy, it's 10 years, like King David said. He could have said it's 14 years and 11 months <clears throat> I have been doing this alone, and I'm still hounded. I'm still hiding. I'm still running for my life. Mm-hmm. Mm? But God, what the, the King David that God saw and God called and God knows, is the one who would eventually sit on that throne. Hallelujah. And Hallelujah. when you walk in the spirit, then you can see and come more in line with mm-hmm. God's will. That's why mm-hmm. when we pray, we said, let your will be done on Amen. earth as it is in heaven. It's already done in heaven. Hallelujah. The yes. breakthrough has already happened in heaven. Hallelujah. Yes. The answer yes. to the prayer has already happened in heaven. Hallelujah. But we just need to accept and let God's will be done so that eventually it will come on earth as it already has done in heaven. Yes. Praise his holy name. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just want to encourage Christians not to look at your current situation and to judge your worth or your value on where you are at today. Mm-hmm. There was a man in the Bible in um, the book of Judges, in the Old Testament, Judges chapter 6. And I remember when I was a young Christian, I used to read Judges 6 and 7 all the time. Because mm-hmm. I was really intrigued with this man called Gideon. This man who God called. Because in the book of Judges, it's a whole book. In the book of Judges, it's a time when the nation of Israel didn't have a king. They were just the tribes. And in those, in those days, men did whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, every now and then, God would raise up a judge. So every now and then, God would raise up a leader who was going to unite them and, sh- and bring them back to serving God. So in, this, in Judges chapter 6, there was a man who was called Gideon. And at the time, his tribe was Manasseh. And Manasseh was the smallest, is the smallest tribe of all the 12 tribes. It's the tiniest one, Manasseh. And in that tribe, in the tribe of Manasseh, his family was the poorest. 
That's this man Gideon, yeah? And in his family, Gideon was the least in his father's household. So you can see his positioning, isn't it? His physical positioning was rock bottom. Yeah? He was the one who they sent to clean things. He was the one who they sent to take out the rubbish. He was the least in the whole nation. And yet in Judges chapter 6, an angel of the Lord approaches him because they were under such pressure from their enemies, the Midianites, that they were actually scourging to survive. And what Gideon would do is take the wheat, and the wheat is what you would use for your bread and things. He would take the wheat and he would bring it into near the caves and he would crush it and he was hiding it from the Midianites so that his people still could have wheat to turn into bread. And whilst, whilst he was doing this in Judges chapter 6, Gideon gets approached by an angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord was going to commission him with a task for the, for the people. And when the angel of the Lord approached Gideon, look how the angel of the Lord Look at how the angel of the Lord speaks to Gideon. He says these words to him. The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. That's how he introduces the argument to Gideon. The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. This was during a time when in the flesh and to, all, to the natural eye, he was the least in his father's household. His father's household was the poorest in Manasseh. Manasseh, the smallest tribe. And here he was doing all the foraging, all the dirty work, so that his brothers and the rest of the tribe can eat and live. Mm. He's doing the ground dirty work. And when the angel of the Lord approaches him, the, the angel of the Lord doesn't approach him and say, look at your condition. The angel of the Lord didn't approach Gideon and say and cry, Oh, Gideon, look how you're suffering. The angel of the Lord introduces to Gideon, he says, The Lord is with you. Amen. Mighty man of valor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is with you. Yes. Mighty man of valor. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. What the angel of the Lord was saying is in the spirit, the Lord is with you. Hallelujah. In the supernatural, in the spirit, you are a champion. In the spirit, you are the head and not the tail. In the spirit, you are above and not beneath. In the spirit, you are rich and not poor. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the spirit. If only you had one second to see how God sees you in the spirit. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. The angel of the Lord says, the Lord is with you. Mighty man of valor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Thank you, Jesus. And that's why Paul can say in Romans 8.28 that we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God and are his called according to his purpose. Because even though in the flesh and in the carnality of life it might look look rosy, Mm. God knows where he's taking you. God knows what is working out in your life. Hallelujah. And he just wants you to accept that and to walk. Not by the flesh, but walk after the Spirit. Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you walk after the Spirit, you put on the full armor of God. Hallelujah. That you can now stand against the walls of the devil. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, saints, the Bible says that you wrestle not against mm-hmm. flesh and blood, blood. Yes. but against principalities, against powers, oh, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against Jesus. spiritual wickedness that is in high places. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Gideon at that time was ill much in the flesh. He didn't understand. He thought he was low. He thought he was rubbish. He thought he was no good. But the angel of the Lord saw in the spiritual who he is in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. And I'll come to the third point, which is walk after the Spirit. Mm. Hallelujah. Walk after the Spirit. Now, Sister Valerie did pray. And Mm. it was a confirmation of something I'm going to mention now. Mm. I heard her in her prayer, she mentioned um, prognosis. Mm. And I'm going to use it as an illustration because when about how about walking in the spirit and why um, we need first of all people need Christ mm. and then when you're in Christ you need to walk after the spirit that God has put into you mm. because when you go to the doctor regardless of what the, what the issue is when you go to the doctor three things happen they give you a diagnosis they give you a prognosis and then they give you the remedy. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> they give you the diagnosis, yeah? <laughs> they give you the prognosis, and then they give you the remedy. Amen? Praise God. When, that's what happens when you go to the doctor, yeah? So the diagnosis is your problem. Yeah. So let's say you go there and you said, "Oh, uh, your, your stomach, your stomach's upset. You think this, that, 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 that." They give you, they, they look into it and then they say to you, "This is what they believe it is." That's the mm-hmm. diagnosis. Yeah. And then they give you the prognosis, or they should give you a prognosis, and that is to tell you what could happen. The worst thing that can happen if you leave it as it is, if you do nothing about it, the worst that can happen if you leave it as it is. And then they will give you the remedy. And the remedy is supposed to be the cure to your problem. 
Amen. So, Amen. theologically speaking, the diagnosis of men or the problem of men is sin. That is the problem with mankind all over the world. The root of all of the issues around the world from the beginning is sin from Adam and Eve. Mm. It was sin, and I've told you already, sin is an act and sin is also a condition. So you're born in sin. So it doesn't matter if you give to charities left, right, and center. It doesn't matter all of these things. Without Christ, without the blood of Christ, you're still sinful mm-hmm. before God. Hallelujah. So the diagnosis is sin. Yes. So what if you don't do anything about it? What if someone says, okay, well, I'm sinful, that's it, that's tough, right? The prognosis, the doctor would tell you, would be death. And not just death physically, but death spiritually. Mm-hmm. When you are physic- spiritually separate from God and in the lake of fire mm-hmm. for an eternity. <clears throat> that's the prognosis. That was what would clearly happen to all without Christ is that spiritual death, that separation permanently from God mm. and the remedy if you came to a, doc- uh, 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 a doctor with this problem of sin, the remedy is simply Jesus Christ to accept Christ as your Lord and your Saviour now most of us on the call or virtually I believe all of us on the call have already made that decision we've already accepted Christ Now, according to Romans 8, verse 1, now what we need to do is to walk after the Spirit. Hallelujah. We need to walk after the Spirit. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit is is indwelling in each and every one of you. John 14, 16 and 17 reads, this is Jesus' words when Jesus was explaining to his disciples that when he leaves... He's going to send the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. And he says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another Comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not. Hmm? So the world can't see the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Hallelujah. The world is completely blind to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Neither knows him, but you know him, Jesus said to his followers. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Hallelujah. That's why the word can say, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. And and when you have the Holy Spirit, he is is within you. There is an agreement. There is something wonderful happens around you. Because Mm -hmm. 1 John 5, 8, John wrote and said, There are three that bear witness in earth. The spirit and the water and the blood. Amen. And these three agree in one. Hallelujah. 
Praise be to God. The spirit, the water, and the blood. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. And that's why when Nicodemus came to Jesus by night in John chapter 3, and he asked Jesus all these questions, and Jesus, and Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Mm-hmm. And Nicodemus said, how can a man be born again? How can a man go? Because Nicodemus is thinking in the flesh, in the natural. And this is the problem with, um, when you, if you talk to people who don't have the Holy Spirit, then they think in such a natural way. Mm. To them it's like nonsense, like Nicodemus at this point was saying, how can a man be born again? How can a man go again into his mother's womb and then mm. come out? Mm. Hmm? And Jesus said to him these words. He said to him these words. I said a man be born of the water and of the spirit. He, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise be to God. Mm. Hallelujah. So when you are born again and you have the spirit of God, I'm telling you, it's wonderful, saints. Wonderful. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. You, that's why we have so much to give God thanks yes. for. Yes. So much to praise his name for. Yes. So much to give yes. him praise for. And that's why, you know, Jesus said that we, what he has put into you, we no longer have to turn to the law for guidance because the Spirit of God, he dwells within you. So because you have the Spirit of God within you, you ought to know you shouldn't kill because the Spirit of God will grieve, will convict you. When you if you lie, you will be convicted. If you sin, you will be convicted because you have the Holy Spirit within you. When you don't have the Holy Spirit, however, you do these things and you're never convicted. Yes. If any of you are honest enough to look back on your past when you, before you were saved, mm. you did so many things that were sinful and wicked mm. before God. And when you were in that state, and you did these things, you never got convicted, did you? No. Hmm? Because you didn't have the Holy Spirit um, within you, and that's what he does. The, God spoke to Jeremiah, and God s- said to Jeremiah, talking to him and pointing him to a time when his people will no longer have to be just holding on to the law for the yeah. guidance. Yeah. Jesus said to him, this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, this is Jeremiah 31, 33 and 34. God said to Jeremiah, after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. God said that it will come a time when he will put his law in your inward parts mm. and he will write his law in your heart. Hallelujah. 
and he will be your God and he will be your, and we will be his people hallelujah praise be to God say so I want to encourage you to leave condemnation behind hallelujah leave condemnation and the lies from the devil behind the Amen. word says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit walk after the spirit saints walk after Jesus walk after the spirit press into Jesus hallelujah leave condemnation behind in yeah. the name of Jesus leave condemnation of the devil behind in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah God sees you different to how you see yourself God sees you so wonderfully made peculiar people hallelujah God sees you so different to how you the devil wants you to see yourself. Jesus. Leave condemnation behind. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. And walk after the spirit. And Hallelujah. After the flesh. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise be to God. Walk Praise after God. Jesus. Amen. And leave condemnation behind. Yes. Amen. God. God bless you. God bless Hallelujah. you. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Leave condemnation behind and walk after the Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.